Hey guys, Luke here. Uh, before I get this episode started, I just wanted to start with a note to let you know after the trailer audio, when I introduce my guest, the background noise sort of gets a little out of control, as apparently everyone decided to start mowing at the same time. And I don't really have the professional setup going here to block that all out. But regardless, I had a great time chatting with my first ever uh, special guest or co-host, if you will, and I hope that you guys enjoy listening. episode of Cinepub, a podcast where I normally get to BS for a bit about movies and booze. I am your host, Luke, and tonight I'm going to sit down with a few drinks, but not the kind you might be expecting, and break down the movie of choice for this episode. For this episode, I'm going to discuss Disney Pixar's Onward, which, as many of you know, was dropped onto Disney Plus over the weekend. And that was much earlier than it otherwise would have been if not for the weird and wild world that we're currently living in. Today is a booze-free episode uh, for a couple of reasons. One, it didn't quite feel right to pair or dig into a kid-friendly movie by associating it with an alcoholic beverage. And the second reason will be evident uh, once I introduce my host. Uh, Before that, since this episode is likely dropping a little later than normal, and there's been a bit of a gap, I wanted to catch up a little bit on what I have been watching, which I may or may not have time to do full episodes on. Uh, One of which there absolutely will not be a full episode on, but we will get to that. The first thing I watched that I'm going to dig into is Vivarium, which is a neat little sci-fi thriller starring Jesse Eisenberg, and Imogene Poots, and is about a couple searching for the perfect house, only to be led led to and left in a suburban hell where every house looks exactly the same, and a baby is left in a box with a message on it telling them that if they raise the child, they will be released. So you're dealing with a twisty little science fiction thriller uh, that plays out a lot like an elongated Twilight Zone episode. But a very good one nonetheless, and one that's anchored by a phenomenal performance from Imogene Poots. Second on the list is another sci-fi flick, which was released on April, which will be released on April 10th. Uh, Probably by the time you're hearing this, it will be out. And it is called Sea Fever, which follows a crew aboard a fishing vessel where the captain knowingly sails them into an exclusion zone, which is basically a section of water that they've been instructed to stay away from, but since the captain feels that this is where their greatest catch is going to be, he ignores that order. 
Upon entering, they are ensnared and trapped by a mysterious creature with tentacles, which the tentacles begin to puncture and leave behind a gooey substance in the ship, which is then revealed to cause a parasitic infection. And if somehow it is ingested or enters an open wound of some sort. From then on, it's a claustrophobic trip into paranoia as they try to figure out if they are infected and how they're going to make it home. This is another enthusiastic recommend for me, as it's a great low-budget sci-fi monster movie which doesn't show too much of the monster. Uh, It has some great body horror moments and lays the tension on thick. Sea Fever, check it out. Lastly, and perhaps tragically, definitely tragically, I've been sitting down nightly with my wife to watch, that's not that's not the tragic part, but I've been sitting down nightly with my wife to watch Netflix's Love is Blind out of sheer morbid curiosity. Seriously, pandemic, thanks for this. <clears throat> kind of like Tiger King, the whole thing feels like a train wreck that I can't look away from, and unlike Tiger King, none of it is actually engaging or entertaining in its own right. I've never been into dating shows in my whole life, and I knew that this was not going to be for me. But somehow, the deeper into this disaster I got, the more I was like, fine, I guess I have to see what happens. Netflix apparently now specializes in real-life stuff featuring terrible people, and this is no exception. Still, we did finish this the other day, and ultimately... Uh, the whole thing just feels incredibly fake, although they swear up and down that this is very real, very real marriages, which I guess I don't doubt. But at the same time, when you're dealing with so many fake personalities and fake people, it's all bound to come off likewise. Okay, and then moving on from that, so I hinted on Twitter and Instagram over the weekend, uh, once Onward hit Disney+, Plus, that I'm switching things up a bit for this episode and introducing a Cinepub first. Uh, my first special guest. Uh, this episode has been in the works for longer than normal and coming in a bit late as I tried to work out the best time to do this. The why of that will be evident here soon. Uh, so we're going to take in the trailer for Onward and when we come back, I will welcome my special guest. Okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard. What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, dad will be back. What? Back like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet dad. <laughs> And that was from the trailer of Onward. And now I am joined by Cinepub's first and cutest guest. It is none other than yeah, my Dad, oldest Dad, daughter, Blake. It's Daddy. It's hey, Daddy. can you say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. What, what's your name? Blake. Blake. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, so we're going to talk about Onward. Blake, how many times did we watch Onward last weekend? A lot of times. A lot of times? No, uh, I think three times. Three times, that's right. We did watch it three times. Uh, but I think what everybody else is kind of dying to know is how old are you? Uh. <laughs> you don't know? How old are you? Four, four hours. You're four years old. And we're going to be doing this a little differently than Daddy normally would. We're going to have a quit, a quote-unquote kid-friendly discussion. Not that I would count any of my discussions explicit, but specifically, uh, we're completely adult beverage-free, right? We're going to enjoy uh, kid beverages, right? What are we going to have? What are we going to drink? Some of the drinks we got in with us, with us, with us do that. Are we going to have some soda? Uh-huh. That's right. We've got a couple of different sodas for us to enjoy together. Specifically, I've got some rib beer. Uh, so let's see what we've got. Which one do you want to try first? I've got a brownie caramel cream rib beer from... Uh, who's this from? This is from Orca Beverage Inc. Not that you care, Blakey. Uh, and then we've also got a salted caramel rib beer. Which one do you want to try first? Uh, I want to try this one. The brownie? Yeah. All right. These probably are best for us to drink right before nap, huh? Uh-huh. Okay, we're gonna try. We're gonna try the brownie one first. So we're gonna open this and we're gonna talk about what we think of it. The pink one. The pink cup. Yeah. Daddy gets the blue cup. Yeah. Okay. A blue. Your favorite color is blue, and my favorite color is pink. God, uh, yeah. Your favorite color is pink, and my daddy's favorite color is blue, right? Yeah. Okay. That's brownie. This is the brownie root beer. What's it look like? Sure. What's it look like? Does it look? It's brown, huh? It's definitely brown. Yeah. Does it smell like just pure sugar? <laughs> I just smell it. Yeah. Does it smell like sugar? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> mm, do you want to try it? You try it. Tell me what you think. Mm. Try it. Do you normally have soda? No, we don't normally have soda. It's usually chocolate milk, milk and juice, right? And water. I don't like it. You don't like it? You don't want to try it? You don't want to take a little sip? Are you sure? It's just pure sugar. I don't like it. Okay. Do you want to try the other one? Yeah. you want to try this one? Yeah. The salted caramel one? Uh-huh. I want that one. Okay, Daddy will drink the rest of this one, and you can try the salted caramel one. How's that sound? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're going to open the salted caramel one. Okay. Mm, that one smells good, too, girl. <laughs> I'm going to try it. think it looks good. It's just like juice. Try it out. You don't have to if you don't want to. Do you want Daddy to try it? Mm-hmm. Mm, that one's good too. That one does it has a little bit of a caramel taste to it. Do you want to try it? Doesn't taste like salted caramel. Just tastes like sugary, sugary caramel. I don't want to try it. You don't want to try it? Okay, that's fine. We don't have to. Daddy'll drink them and then he'll uh, be all hopped up on sugar this afternoon. Why is your scissors here in this straw here? Okay. Don't worry about that. 
Okay, so the root beer experiment did not go as planned. Blake decided she doesn't really doesn't really want soda, which I guess is probably good, right? You know, it's probably better that you don't drink soda because it's bad for your teeth, right? Yeah. Is it bad for your teeth? <laughs> okay, well, let, do you want to talk about Onward now? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about on, Onward. Did you like them? Did you like Onward? Yeah. What was your favorite part? I like Onward. Onward, for those who didn't have a chance to see it in theaters or haven't fired up Disney Plus to watch it, is a story of two elves who are brothers living in a world where magic once existed but has more or less faded away with the progression of technology, etc., which made their lives easier. <clears throat> their father passed away when the youngest, Ian, was a baby, and thus Ian grew up never knowing his father. Now that he's turned 16, his mother gifts him and his older brother, Barley, with a magic staff that their father instructed her to give them when they were both at least 16 and included a spell that he crafted that would bring him back for 24 hours so he can meet who his two kids had become. Something goes wrong during the spell and the gem powering the staff explodes, leaving only their dad's bottom half, his pants, socks, shoes, etc. So the brothers embark on a journey for another phoenix gem to finish the spell before the 24-hour window to spend time with their dad one last time closes. Did that all make sense to you, Blakey? Did I do a good job? <laughs> so, Blake, what's your favorite part of Onward? Favorite part of Onward? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you like all the unicorns? Yeah. What do the unicorns do? Were they digging in the trash? Is Unicorn your favorite animal? Yeah. Uh, Pixar movies uh, are known for having really emotional stories. And as your dad, I actually found myself particular this to be particularly emotional for me. Uh, to take the story and think about it, um, or, or being able to think about it in a way where I wouldn't be able to watch you or your little sister grow up, but how happy I would be to get that chance... Um, makes daddy really, it made daddy really emotional. Did you see daddy crying? Mm-hmm. Was daddy crying? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Pass. Did you find any of the movies sad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find the movie to be sad at parts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barley, Ian's big brother, has a very big personality and loves to play tabletop role-playing games and approaches life with an excitement that would come from living in a time where magic was a reality. Uh, and there's a mild spoiler coming here, but throughout the movie, Ian makes lists of things he would want to be able to do with his dad before, uh, at one point, he realizes that all of these things he's actually done with his big brother, Barley, and that even though he didn't ever know his dad, he had someone out there looking out for him. And helping him experience and tackle life. Uh, do you look, Blakey? Do you look forward to being able to teach your uh, little sister things like being able to ride her bike and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. What do you look forward to doing most with your sister when she gets older? Uh, her watch her big bike and her scenes and her ones on glow yellow slides. 
to go outside and ride your bike. Do you want to take her swimming? Do you like to go swimming? Yeah. Did they swim in Onward? Mm-hmm. No, they did not swim. They ride on a big Cheeto, though, at the end, don't they? Yeah. A big Cheeto through the, through the sewer or through the river? Uh, we talked a little bit ago about how you really like the unicorns. Uh, and what I would think I really enjoyed about that in particular is they're painted as these majestic and beautiful creatures in the beginning that we all imagine them to be. And then later, after the magic has uh, kind of faded, they're treated kind of like pests in a way. Uh, animals that tip over and eat out of garbage cans, etc. Did you think that that seemed like an offensive portrayal of unicorns, Blake? Mm-hmm. Was that offensive? Mm-hmm. Were you offended? Do you feel like the unicorns deserved a better portrayal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the unicorns kind of got a bad rap. Um, in all seriousness, I think it, that specific part was kind of a clever bit uh, and a neat little detail in the fantasy world that Dan Scanlon and the others created here. Now that I'm kind of losing my host's uh, attention, Blake, is there anything else you want to tell everybody about Onward? No. Are you tired? Should we go take a nap? No. No. All right. Well, before you go, Blake, do you want to tell everybody what your favorite Disney movie is? No. What's your favorite Disney movie? Um, Onwards. No. What did you tell me your favorite Disney movie was before? I don't know. What's the one with Anna and Elsa? Uh, On Frozen. Frozen. We've watched Frozen at least 30 times in the last week, haven't we? Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> no, I think two times. Two times. It's definitely been more than two times, right? I think it's one time. Do you like both Frozen and Frozen 2? I think, just, I, think I think I watched Frozen one time. Okay. Do you, do you like, which one do you like better, the first one or the second one? I think you like the second one better, right? Because that's one Daddy likes better. Why? <laughs> I don't have time to tell you why. We can talk about it before nap. How about that? Okay, do you want to say bye? Bye. Can you say thanks for having me? Bye. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming and talking to me about Onward. Thank you for talking about me Onward. Okay, so that was my first ever guest on Cinepub, my daughter Blake, even though I kept losing her focus there because I tried to have Onward on at the same time that we were talking about it, hoping it would spark her her uh, want to talk, but it actually kind of had the opposite effect. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and sit here and keep drinking these root beers that she didn't want because I am all about root beer. Uh, but I'm sticking true to this being a more kid-friendly, and we're not going to... Uh, spike this up at all. So I'm just going to sit here and enjoy these root beers and then finish my discussion on Disney and Pixar's Onward. Okay, so now you might not notice because of my flawless editing abilities, but I recorded that audio with my daughter before everything else. Uh, And in case you were wondering, I did finish up that root beer all by myself because even later she refused to drink it. Uh, And I got all that sugar in me to finish out my afternoon. Um, As I'm recording this, that uh, 
sugar crash has full-on kicked in, um, but we're forging on. Uh, but I do have to say that I, I think I like the salted caramel one the most, uh, which I didn't mention before, but that was from uh, Cicero Beverage Company. Uh, it was definitely very caramely, uh, whereas the brownie just the brownie caramel one just kind of had your typical root beer spices, not a whole lot of outright caramel to it. Uh, but if you need a sugar fix, uh, either one of those could be your huckleberry. <clears throat> uh, and back to onward. So animated movies typically have a much younger target audience. So I thought it would be fun to get a reaction from someone that the film was actually made for. Uh, plus that girl is a hoot. And so who could resist the chance to record with some to record some of her antics? Uh, but she was a little bit shy as soon as I kind of hit the button. So she was, it, it was a little bit of a challenge to get her to open up a little bit. So Pixar films, uh, certainly they, they appeal to everybody and a lot of their themes and emotional stories, uh, really don't connect, uh, for some kids until a little bit down the road, uh, thematically. And in terms of story, I don't think she fully understands the emotions of it all. Uh, she's mostly enamored with the action, the cool-looking characters, the unicorns, the magic, etc. Uh, she definitely notices when people are sad, but as to the why of, of it all, it's a bit outside, uh, outside of her wheelhouse. Similarly, uh, the nuances of Ian, the younger elf, uh, realizing the father figure he had in his uh, brother Barley all along, those are a little bit, um, a little over her head. But Onward definitely kind of tries to manipulate and pull on easy heartstrings uh, with a lot of the content revolving around the dad. And of course, Ian's revelation later on about Barley. Um, late in the movie, Barley tells a story about how he never got to say goodbye to his dad when he was sick and in the hospital. Um, tells a story about how he was hooked up to a lot of tubes and he just was scared and uh, decided once his father died, that was when he decided he was never going to be afraid of anything again. Uh, but And it doesn't really take much to, to realize where that could all end up going. And again, these are things that I don't think my daughter picks up on, but they're very effective for me. <clears throat> uh, and one thing uh, that I think i really dig about this movie and why it's it's one of those that i have few issues turning on for the kids uh is the world building you can see effort put into building the mythology of the world these characters live in uh even if the characters are driven entirely by straightforward emotional manipulation uh and there being little else behind the motivations and what they're doing however there's also the fantasy aspect to it all and uh, how it presents a fun adventure with lots of great animation and magical elements that keeps things moving fluidly and are exciting to watch. It doesn't hurt that as someone who studied animation early on in my college years that I have always had a love for animated movies and appreciate the artistic process and merit that goes behind it all. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think the thing to key on the key in on here for onward is that even when Pixar isn't fully on their game, they can still churn out exciting movies with extraordinarily emotional gun punches, gut punches. With that, I 
think that that is going to bring us to the end of another episode of Cinepub. And I want everybody to be able to take in the adorableness of my oldest daughter, Blake. As she describes Onward, I tried to get her to watch it early on in the day in preparation of speaking with me about it. But she insisted that it was too scary. And of course, you saw later on that she said... Uh, in front of me that it was her favorite movie, although I've had to kind of uh, insist that she watch it a few times, but I think she'll come around to it eventually. Um, If you have any comments, questions, concerns, basically any feedback whatsoever, please feel free to hit me up at cinepubpod at gmail.com. And if you, uh, you can then follow me on Twitter and Instagram with the username cinepubpod to get a heads up on what I might be covering next. Uh, As always, I'd like to thank you for tuning in, and until next time, cheers!